When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's go into a little more detail into that cracking three-all draw between Sydney FC and Western United, all in the company of the Milestone Man. It's a very good evening to 300 games Sky Blue veteran Ryan Grant. How are you, Rhino? Very well, boys. How are you? Yeah, we're good. Good to have you on the show. Congratulations on the milestone. Uh, You've come a long way and had a few hairstyles since you replaced Anthony Golek all the way back in 2008 against Perth Glory. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, a lot, a lot of ups and downs. Um, most of those haircuts were the downs, I suppose. But a lot of ups in football-wise. But uh, yeah, been around a long time, so I suppose looking back, it's always going to be a little bit cringe at times. But yeah, it's a pretty cool achievement. Yeah, just on the hairstyle, I did, I did hear. I'm sure you said that the mullet was going to make a bit of a comeback. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, there's a miniature one sort of on the on the comeback at the minute. I think <laughs> when I shaved it, and everyone sort of said I lost my powers, so <laughs> um, we didn't didn't have the best season last year. So I thought it might be a little bit of truth to that. So it's slowly coming back. There's not much left to be honest in in terms of hair, but the the mullet's still um, a chance at the back there. So I've got chance. a little one going, <laughs> mate. Before uh, before getting on to onto the football. Um, 300 games, obviously a lot of years, a lot of teammates, roommates. Uh, mate, give us some dirt on, on the most annoying teammate you ever had. Most annoying? I, I don't know who the most annoying is. I think Seba Ryle, obviously, was a very good mate of mine. Um, and Frosky, you've had a few, not run-ins, but he used to be very scared <laughs> of you for a few different reasons and he would rub you up the wrong way. But, um, yeah, I remember when I first came into the team, Broski and Terry McFlynn were the, the two guys I sort of um, would watch and they were constantly playing jokes on each other and getting up to no good and having a laugh. And those two were the sort of, yeah, you two were the, the boys that I would um, sort of get around and try and follow around. I'd probably annoy you at the best of times. But, um, yeah, you guys were great. But, yeah, I don't think you can go past Calver. Aaron Calver's a, a punish. I lived with him and <laughs> was a roommate with him and, yeah, he's, He's pretty gross to be around, so I think he'd have to be the most annoying and, and the grossest. Now, just a minute, Ryan. We've got to investigate this a little bit further. Why was Sebastian Royal scared of Alex Brosk? Well, let me tell you a story before, before we get onto that. So we had a night out in, uh, in Melbourne, and, um, and we're, there's about four or five of us. Rhino, you would have been there, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Yeah, you were there. Uh, anyway, having having McDonald's just before heading back to the room. Anyway, I don't even know what happened or, or, or why this happened, but he sort of just used to have brain explosions, uh, said Ryle, where he'd just do something completely out of nowhere. Anyway, I've sort of looked over, and I don't know if it's because of something I said. He's, he's halfway through a cheeseburger, and he's just taken out the pickle and flicked it, and it's got me straight in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> the gherkin. My, I mean, mind you... I would have been captain at that time, if I'm not mistaken, right? This guy's throwing out, not that that's a big deal, but it just, Seba was a, a unique guy. He was a funny guy. But Excellent. I think after that, he started to get a bit scared. And I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that you're eating so healthily before and after games as well. Um, let's get on to the serious stuff, Ryan. Um, Saturday night was a little chaotic, I guess, but uh, in the end... Would you have settled for a point, given that you were you were three one down? I mean, ultimately you had to, obviously. Yeah, I think 
yeah, the sort of the way it the way it ended will will we'll take a point. It sort of keeps it a, a little bit of a buffer there between us and them too to keep us in the top six. But um, yeah, I think at the start of the game, the first twenty minutes, I thought we'll or probably fifteen minutes, we were really good, and then yeah, just sort of copped a few on the counter, and then yeah, time like you said, we we're three one down, so we would have definitely taken a point. But yeah, I suppose when you look at the stats, and I know it's not all stats based, but we had a lot of entries into the box and a lot of shots on goal, so um, you sort of look at that and, and see what the where, what we could have done and we could have won the game. But in saying that, Red has pulled off a couple of huge saves saves towards the end of the game. So yeah, it's one of those ones. This sort of I suppose a draw is probably a, a fair result, and in saying that, it keeps us in the in the top six too for now. So um, yeah, a, a point will definitely take points. Speaking of Bimby before the game, he, he thought that, you know, after the 4-0 loss to the Wanderers, that he thought the two weeks off gave you a lot of, uh, it was a good thing. It gave you time to, you know, work on those things that you needed to work on and, and you know, leading into this one. But speaking to Wilco, he said the he just wanted to get back out on the park and, and right those, uh, the wrongs from that game. Was there, you know, potentially in the, the time between games, a, a confidence thing going into it or, or not really? No, I think, and you probably know, Best prosecute. We've we've got such a good group. I think the confidence never wavers. We know how good we are as a team and individuals. It's just a matter of what team sort of shows up. And this year we've been very inconsistent. But um, yeah, never once have I, I doubted what we can do. It's just like I said, whether we show up on the day or not um, as a team. So yeah, I think with I was I would agree with Wilkes. It would be nice to be able to turn around pretty quickly and, and get back on the horse and and play and, and, and right those wrongs. But I think it was sort of a, a good thing for us as players to have to sit in that for, for two weeks and just sort of let it stew because it was obviously a very disappointing game and a very disappointing result for our fans. And to lose like that at home was, yeah, obviously not great. So I think, yeah, from that point of view, it was it was sort of good that we sort of had to cop that on the chin and, and sit in it and, and really feel um, how that felt. And then obviously it would have been nice to go out and get a result um, on the weekend, but it's, yeah, it's just one of those things that's very inconsistent at the moment, but uh, we did get the point, so we'll, we'll take that away. We've touched upon this at various points this season, and obviously you are a part of the, the defensive units, uh, one that's really found clean sheets difficult to achieve this season, which is, uh, I guess has been a hallmark of Sydney FC during their successful years, that you were hard to score against. Why, why has that been such a problem, do you think, this season? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think um, if we knew the answer, we'd probably do a little bit better. But I think looking at the, the goals that we conceded, especially in the last two games, obviously we conceded seven, which is um, which is terrible in itself. But if you look at those goals, they seem to be always um, sort of when we've got um, possession and, and we get counter-attacked. And Transition. We're a little bit, yeah, we're a little bit too open. Um, and we did try to change that on the weekend. We, we played two sixes. We did address it and and seeing what we could have done better. But um, I think, yeah, just the way we sort of get opened up and we might take our foot off the pedal a little bit when we're in comfortable possession and we're trying to work our way up the pitch. We probably, uh, even though we do know better, we probably might um, yeah, lack a little bit of concentration and not be in the positions where we need to be in, in case we do lose the ball. And I think some sometimes, in this year especially, is one of those years where we're getting punished pretty much every time we lose the ball. So sometimes you have great years where you get so lucky and and teams don't capitalise on their chances or you get away with a few things. But this year it seems that every time we lose the ball um, in a vulnerable position, the, the other team is scoring. And 
I know there's, it's more to the, that than and this, that. It's not just uh, unlucky. I, I definitely know that, but it just seems that yeah, the way it's going at the moment, we're conceding a lot more than we'd like to, and it just feels like one of those years. But in saying that, we definitely need to be better, and I think rest defence and all those sort of cliche things we need to be a little bit better at. Now, if there's one place that you would choose not to have to visit this coming weekend, it's probably Cooper Stadium with Adelaide probably in seasonal best form. It's one of the hardest places to go and win. How do you keep all their attacking weapons quiet? I mean, you'll be up against uh, their talisman, Craig Goodwin, just just for starters. Yeah, I think... um... After saying that, we've conceded seven goals in the last two games. It's probably the last place you want to go with the amount of goals they're scoring over the last month or so. But, um, yeah, I mean, if we want to make the finals, we have to play every team and we have to play against the best. And, and I think Adelaide is probably the most informed team at the moment. So if we really want to um, make sure we get to the top six, we have to beat teams like Adelaide. So it's going to be very difficult. Um, it might be what we need, um, sort of to know that we need to shore up defensively and what better way to, to come up against one of the better teams in, in the attacking third. So it'd be great to, to come up against Goody and, and test myself too. But on a personal level, I, I've got a pretty good record in Adelaide, I think. So if we can take any confidence at that, and we've had some famous wins there in the past. So hopefully we can take a little bit of confidence in that and go down there and make sure we're, we're shored up defensively and take our chances. And obviously if we do that, we're in pretty good stead, but, yeah, we're expecting a very difficult game. You mentioned uh, your your record there down in Adelaide. What about the season in general, mate? How, how have you found um, the season's been for you? I mean, missing out on the World Cup would have been uh, difficult, especially going all the way through qualifying. And, you know, I, I definitely think you deserve to be there. But um, mate, how do you look on the season so far up to this point? Yeah, I think on a personal level, it hasn't been my best season. Um, I think... I like very much like the team. It's been I've been pretty inconsistent. I've been at fault for a few few goals, um, especially over the last six to seven weeks, which is which is disappointing. But um, yeah, I think I know what I can do, and and when I'm at my best, what I can provide for the team, and um, I try and do that um, each week. And hopefully, like the team, I can be a bit a little bit more consistent with this run into the finals and. Um, contribute a little bit better and, and maybe um, get on the end of a few goals and, and, and provide a few more assists, but more so um, defensively, uh, make sure I'm up to it. And like I said, this week up against Goody will be a really good test for me and um, yeah, really good challenge. And I, I think I, I, I rise to the occasion when I'm, I'm, I'm challenged. So hopefully this week can give me that little kick up the butt to, to make sure I'm, I'm playing good for you leading into to the, um, to the finals. Ryan, I wanted to ask you a question. Towards the end of last season, I think I think you had COVID pretty badly. I'm sure I'd, I read that somewhere. Did that cause you to have a little bit of a drop-off in form at the crucial moment once you returned? Was your body not quite right after that for a while? Uh, yeah, it's hard to say, to be honest. I don't know if it was if it was a COVID or, or whatnot, but I remember, yeah, obviously, I think I was the first one in the league to get it, to be honest. I think it was, um, I was, yeah, patient zero or patient X, whatever they call it. Mm. Uh, the very first person to get it in the A-League. Um, yeah, so I, whether it caused me to have a bit of a drop-off in form or if it was just the way I was going, I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, definitely it rattled me. I remember I was pretty crook there for a while and then obviously building up fitness after a respiratory illness is obviously going to take a little bit of time. But, I wasn't the only one, so it's definitely not an excuse or anything like that. But I think, yeah, it might have played a part. And 
probably wasn't great timing. Um, like Brossy mentioned, leading into a World Cup or trying to be a part of that squad, it would have been nice to be playing um, some good footy and in, in a bit of form to sort of really ram that home, but um, wasn't to be. But yeah, it, who knows if it if it sort of cost me in the end. But um, I think yeah, it, it would have taken a little bit of time to get mm. back. I guess, um, yeah, I guess we'll never know. Uh, one final one, Ryan. Um, I know you've been asked this a few times down the years, but have you ever been tempted to leave Sydney FC? I mean, I know that you'd spent a bit of time uh, training with Hibernian a year or two back when COVID was in full swing, and there were one or two rumours then. Have uh, you ever been tempted? Yeah, I've, I've definitely been tempted um, to try something different in, in terms of uh, an overseas challenge or a different lifestyle um, or a different culture just for purely for life experience and to sort of test myself in a different league. But, um, yeah, it just never was the, the right move or the right time, I suppose. Nothing really tickled my fancy enough to, to pull me away from Sydney. And obviously, if I was going to play in Australia, I was, I was always going to play at Sydney and, and will always play at Sydney um, as long as I can. But, um, yeah, it would have been pretty cool to try something different at some stage. But, yeah, it's just one of those things that sort of never worked out um, in my favour and nothing really, yeah, tickled my fancy, like I said. So, mm. um, yeah, definitely tempted, though. I do get asked that quite a lot and it would have been something I would have loved to have tried, but um, it is what it is and definitely no regrets. But, um, yeah, in a different lifetime, it would have been pretty cool, I suppose. Well, the kid from Canoundra did pretty well. You got all those uh, titles and Socceroos caps and uh, who knows, maybe more to come. Uh, wish you all the very best against Adelaide this weekend and for the rest of the season. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, mate. No worries. Thanks, mate. Cheers.